Welcome to the Black Women Working Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us again for episode four. How is everyone doing? Good man. Is everyone all right? I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) Um, Do you just want to introduce yourselves? Chantel's hair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm here. Um, Tolu, aka Tolls. And Rachel. Unfortunately, um, Natalie's not with us today. So we're a bit sad, aren't we? She sends her regards. She wanted us to say we're sad. So we're sad. (laughs) We are sad. That's the sound of my little violin. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I just want to say, if you guys can remember to follow us on our Twitter and Instagram on at BBW Podcast UK, um, that would be great. If you could give us a follow, that would be so great. Um, today, we will be discussing being authentically you. And there's a small clip from the Town Hall ladies. So we just want to put that in here at this moment now. Um, so I work in, I work at one of the big four companies. And when I got the role, I think about two weeks, two weeks after I started, I was told, oh, um, you know, you're really lucky to be here. Yeah. Okay, tell me why I'm lucky. Because <laughs> me, I don't know. Because I, I, I worked to get here. So I, I would like you to tell me how I was like, so I just, so when, when the person said this, I just sat there and I was thinking, okay. What do you expect now? Because I'm not going to respond. And he just kept on talking. And it was, it was a white man. Mm. Um, and he just kept on talking. And he was like, oh, no, you're really lucky, you know, because... And then he started telling me about... I can't name the society, but basically society... It's like ACS, but for the workplace. Mm. If I name the society, you'll be able to tell where I, where I work. Um, so, so, and they're like, oh, because, you know, we're just developing our so-and-so society and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, why do you think... Why is so we're having a catch up? Why is why do you think that that's what I want to talk about? I automatically want to talk about the um so and so society. Why can't you come and talk to me about how I'm going to progress in my career here? Mm-hmm. How am I going to progress? Uh, how am I going to get a better understanding of the industry that that I'm in and mm-hmm. the the regulations and so on and so on? Why is it that you want to sit here as a white man as well? You want to talk to me about the so and so society? How is that important? What, how, what benefit is that to me? And then, um, you know, I sit there and I think, you know, the, the question was, can you be confident? Can you be your, yourself at work? The answer is no. Because if I responded to the, you're really lucky to be here, I would have sworn at him. That's the real me. Um, so, no, I just had to sit there and, you know, basically take my L. And then with being confident, again, I think, I think everything that is um, done to protect yourself, when it's a black woman, it's just seen as aggressive. Mm-hmm. I think confidence again for white people at work is synonymous well the way they use it the way they the way black people use it and the way white people perceive it is when a black woman is confident at work i think we come across arrogant yeah aggressive combative and sometimes like know-it-alls and it's like no actually i'm just confident in my understanding of what i need to be doing and i'm confident within myself and also confidence they think that when a black woman is confident, she's not open to correction or a further understanding. It's like, no, 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 I'm confident, but I'm, I'm def- if you know something, if you're, you're a director and I'm a manager, if you know more than me, I'm 100% willing to take that on. Now, if I believe you are wrong, I also know how to go about letting you know that in a respectful manner. Don't demean me when I tell you you're wrong and then say, oh, you're, you're, you're a bit cocky, aren't you? No, you're just wrong. No, but that's what <laughs> means. Like, how do we get? No, no, no. no. Like, you're wrong, and I'm explaining why. And um, if you're able to articulate why you are right and I am wrong, then do so. 
but don't shoot me down when I'm. Do you know what I mean? And I think that that always happens. Black women are not allowed. Do you know what? Yeah, I think black women are just meant to sit in the office and just shut up mm, yeah. and just get on. Seeing I don't think hurt. we're yeah we're we're not allowed to be confident. And then when we do get to these levels, um, that you know are usually occupied by um white women or white men, mm. I feel like yeah we should be great. We we it's, it's almost like we're told to be grateful that you're here. And you know I in fact I worked harder than Lucy to get in. Do you know what I mean? Because Lucy had you guys backing her. I had no one in my corner because I'm probably one out of five other black people here. So no, I don't, I'm not lucky. I worked my ass off to get here. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they always let you know that you are the minority. Mm-hmm. And, it really, and it's like, me, I have two... In fact, I have four eyes. I wear glasses. <laughs> I don't need you to tell me that. Do you know what I mean? I don't need you to tell me. Like, I, I realise that I'm one of few. And, but it's not down to luck. It's down to me working to get here. Mm-hmm. In fact, if anything... It's you were lucky, if anything. You didn't have to work as hard as I did. You were lucky. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what I think about. I think, I think with confidence is that they love you being confident until they feel threatened by oh, confidence. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your confidence will, you know, make you want to reach, you know, greater heights. So you want to get to senior positions, you want to do training courses, you know, you want to shadow people. But then they kind of don't want to aid that. So it's like, you know, you'll be like, oh, no, I really want to go on this public speaking course. I think it'll be good. And they'll just be like, oh, I think it's a bit early for that. Don't you think maybe next year yeah. I'm going to try yeah. to fit that in? Everything and it's like, no, I, I can do that this yeah. year. Like, yeah. I, I'm doing this for a reason kind of thing. So I feel like they love your confidence until they feel threatened by it and they kind of feel like you're going to supersede them. Yeah. Um, that's when it becomes a very big issue and they kind of try to um, constrain you, I suppose. Which yeah. Is, yeah. So um, what do you guys think of the clip? So I think what was most powerful for me was when, I I don't remember who said it, sorry. She says, um, your confidence is okay until they find it a threat. Yes, that was my bit as well. Yeah. It's interesting, actually, I thought, because I don't know if it was about the women that were in the room, but um, first of all, we we sort of equated of being our authentic selves with being confident, mm-hmm. which was interesting. I wonder if I want is is our authentic self. Does that mean being confident? Does it? I don't know. Um, I think if you're generally a confident person, then yeah, that is. But I guess it depends what you mean by confidence, isn't it? Because some people might think, oh, being confident is being outspoken and being really, I don't know, um, authoritative and knowing what you want and going after it. But then for another person, being confident might be uh, just being quiet by getting on with your job and just not allowing anybody to step on your toes unnecessarily. So when people are challenging you with silly things or bringing silly things up to you, you can challenge it back, but you don't have to create like a whole scene or anything. Mm-hmm. You just know that you, you, no one can really just treat you anyhow. So I guess... I guess it it depends on that. I think it's one of those topics that's quite general, being authentically yourself. In order to be authentically you, you have to actually know who you are. And a lot of people in life don't. And that's a fact of the matter. A lot of people struggle with their identity, how much more when they're bringing it into the workplace. And you've got all the other external factors that play into that, like wanting to, I don't know, play... um, impress your boss wanting to work towards a promotion mm. all those things all those little political things that you have to take into consideration sometimes so I think 
if we're all honest, it's probably more hard, it's probably harder to be our authentic selves in the workplace in general as people. And then you can, you add the extra layer of being a black woman and it's just like, wow, this is a lot of work. Yeah, I think there's like, you know, that element of sort of code switching and... Mm. Because we're professional women in the workplace and, and whoever we are, there's, there are different layers to my personality. So just because I show up in the boardroom doesn't mean I still don't break down on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, my authentic self is, is well-rounded. And I think, I don't know if it was from this town hall or a previous one, but someone said um, often they might get told, oh, you're different, aren't you, like, yeah. when they're at work. And it's like, different how? Because I'm well-spoken, because mm. I'm here, because what so I think the whole idea of being authentically you for me is that if you are going to code switch do you feel comfortable with it Mm. because I can appear as one work self if I wanted to when I want to but it doesn't pain me it's not like oh white mask on and that's me all day I'm tired from work now white mask off sort of thing um you know especially in teaching for me there's a lot of people especially um new teachers that come in they have their teacher self and their self self which authentic self is also really different when you're client facing yeah public sector we spoke about the nhs teaching when you actually have to be someone to a client and someone else to your staff force um i don't have a teacher self my kids know me (laughs) i think that's the best (laughs) i think for me um i only feel comfortable and feel like I can be my authentic self when I'm around people of the same ethnic minority, like, origin. I can't, like, I feel like when I'm around white people, I can't be myself. They mm-hmm. just stop me from being myself. What is what is your authentic self that gets stopped? I feel yeah. like I'm um, generally, I feel like generally, me personally and my friends will say the same, I'm quite loud, I'm quite bubbly, I'm quite... I'll just be laughing at foolishness. And that's me. Like, that's how I am. Like, yeah. I'm not I'm not afraid to show it to them, but I feel like they look at me in a weird way. And I'm so thankful that now in my current working position, it's just pure, pure black people. So I can just be myself all day long. I can talk about everything I want to talk about. And they know, like, things like discipline, disciplining children. We work in, I work in further education. So... Like, some of the kids, they have no discipline. But when there was, like, a, a European lady, she was like, oh, um, I don't I don't shout on my kids, I don't say anything to them. I said, well, there was a student here the other day who was really disrespectful to you, and we all had to kind of step mm-hmm. in. She was there, like, shaking, and I was like, I just told him, what are you doing? I made it clear. <laughs> I raised my voice to him, and I told him, what are you doing? Like, mm. well, I feel like I can't be myself when I'm around them. I think if I'm talking... Very difficult to. Yeah. I think I've been in roles like that before. But to be honest, that's when I didn't really like some of the people like that or I sensed that they had something worry about their spirit. Like they could mm-hmm. just be running somewhere and saying, <laughs> saying, you know, Tony, it's what she said. Yeah. You know when you get that impression from people and you have to be a bit careful? I think times like that it's not that I'm not being my authentic self I'm being my authentic self in that I'm being discerning but I'm withholding (laughs) certain parts of my personality back I feel like um in my current role I work in the digital sector um I feel like I can be my authentic self and to me (laughs) it's been and the reason how I know that I can 
that I'm being my authentic self in the workplace is when I'm just cheeky and no one takes offence at it or starts to say, oh, what are you saying to me? Whatever. Exactly. Like, I can say the rudest things, but I can get away with it. And my colleagues will just laugh at it. Like, I think the other day, my colleague came in and he was sitting at the desk opposite me. He was talking to my manager. And I don't know where he'd been, but he looked hella brown. I was like, where did you go? You're almost darker than me. And I yelled it across the office, you know. <laughs> and the whole office just started laughing. Oh, see? Yeah, see exactly. Little... So I can, just, I can just do that there because that's the kind of environment and the people are nice. And there is quite... Well, I was going to say it's diverse. It's not really diverse. It's mostly white male. But there are enough um, different kind of cultures, Mm -hmm. whether it's still like, whether it's Australian, Indian, Filipino, stuff like that. There are still those people in the company. So, and people aren't ignorant. They're, you know, a bit more... What's the word? It's not even open. Just when you're more aware of things going on in the world you you don't live in your bubble you've had a wide breadth of experience mm-hmm. so um yeah so um I think for me that makes it easier in my current role but I think in past roles again I would add age as an element to this obviously yes, yes. I've been in the workplace what I don't know is it 10 years now at I least at least <laughs> at least 10 years <laughs> so I think confidence and being yourself comes with age as well you get to a point where you don't want other people like you're going to work every day you're staying in work most of the time with these people and you don't want to have to keep playing a role and playing an act but obviously when you're younger you want to impress people you want to impress your workplace mm-hmm. you if they're going to the pub every Friday or whatever you might feel like you need to go as well I don't play that now I don't think I really ever played it before but I go when I want to go and they know when I come then it's a serious thing and it's I a, like it's going to be a good night exactly <laughs> oh I'm here for one yeah she and I show up yeah yeah exactly when it's time for me to go home it's time for me to go home I dare you to say anything about it to me so I think again it comes down to age as well I feel like when you're younger you might not have that freedom I don't know whether that's a mental thing or whether that's actually a strategic thing where it might be better for you to kind of toe the line at first and sort of see where you can meet in the middle where it doesn't compromise you as a person like you said it's about those masks you have your mask but it's not putting you out of place it's not paining you but when it gets to the point where you're actually feeling like someone's twisting your arm behind your back and they're trying to make you into something you're not that's when there's a problem yeah See, I think I think it's the opposite and that's what came through in the town hall. So when we're being cheeky or, you know, funny or whatever, that's fine. It's when we have something to say, like something yeah. important. Yeah. Something mm. that maybe a bit negative. That's when the authentic self gets stunted. A bit of criticism. A bit of criticism. Mm. The whole, I don't want to appear as aggressive or angry. And I think the reason why there's probably, I'm just thinking about as we're speaking, the reason why there's probably a difference is because of, once again, those microaggressions. So other people in the workplace, white folk, they will come at you in shady, shady ways. Ways that make you think, is it happening? Is it like is it not happening? You have to double you have to double question because it's so small, small, small. But when we're mad, we're mad. Yeah. Mm. I haven't got time to be like, oh, Cassandra, let me check your numbers to make you feel I just gotta tell you straight. The numbers don't look right. Right. Today. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I think it's the opposite in when like when there's a negative occurrence, me being happy, happy. Being my authentic self in terms of, yep, the the sun is out. Yeah, I'm getting a new wig. Yep, this was Saturday. That's fine. It's 
when things are not going very well is mm-hmm. probably the more difficult time to be your authentic self, I think. Mm. I think for me that what you've just said, Chantal, just hits the nail on the head for me because obviously I'm only 25. So only. What do you mean? Is that you a fetus or something? Yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm still <laughs> fetus in the workplace. Like, and obviously people, I've said it before on the podcast, people will see me and like, they'll think that I'm way younger than I am. 18. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, um, I I just can't. I can't. You just can't what? Yeah. Like, I can't. I feel like, especially when it's those tough decisions, that's what, when my age and being authentically me comes into play. Like You're going to need to give us a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, I don't understand. Have I you can't. got an example of where you've been like, if I was going to say what I had to say here? Or... I feel like, okay, when I'm with other people that are the same ethnic minority as myself... Most of the women look at me like I'm their daughter. Okay. And most of the men look at me like I'm their daughter. When it comes to other ethnic groups, they just look at me like, how the hell is she here in the Mm, workplace? Okay. So when I'm trying to be myself around those that are much older than me, they just look at me like I'm crazy. And I've seen that look of mm. shit, like, like where, where did this girl come, come from? from? Yeah. Like, where is she from? Mm. So I feel like on that side, I've had to turn it down a lot, like my personality and how I am. And I feel like I shouldn't have to do that. So when I'm looking into what workplace I want to go into, I always look somewhere where I could potentially be myself. And it doesn't matter who's there, what age group, mm. I'll be able to still be myself. But I've come across some workspaces where that has not been the case at all mm. and it's it's annoying Pilly. and I, I really do not like being people's daughter at work like I don't like being people's daughter That's at work especially those that don't like me and feel like I'm the same age as their daughter or their children mm. because then they'll be like oh my daughter does that oh, oh so I got my nails done one time and one of my colleagues her daughter's two years younger than me so she was like, oh, my daughter always does that. You must have a lot of money because she all pays dinner. And I'm thinking... What's that got to do with you? I was thinking to myself, I do my nails for myself. This is what I want to do. Not because of... Not because of your daughter. I don't care about her. Is she yeah. in the workplace? Why are you bringing her up? I don't even care about her. She it was, like, it's also to be pa- a bit patronising. Yeah, yeah like, oh, my daughter does that. I don't have it money puts, for that. I don't... do in a position where, you know, where, like, sometimes you're at work and there's an elder and you get torn between... Am I, am I calling you auntie? auntie? Yeah. <laughs> like, and so they put you in that position where then if you have to talk, you can't talk because you've presented or they've sort of created this yeah. situation where you're the young buck. Yeah, and also like in big meetings, they'll talk about, oh, we want the young person's perspective and there's me and another. Uh, yeah, I want the young person's perspective. So there's me and another girl there. And they're like to her, oh, what do you guys think? And I'll be like, this, this, this. And then they'll hear ideas and they'll be thinking, oh, I didn't know about that. I didn't know about this. And I'm thinking, well, you've asked. And I'm telling you, this is what's in nowadays. This is what young people are looking towards. And you're looking at me like I'm still crazy. So I'm just like, sometimes I just keep this quiet. But you see, this so that's the other thing that came through in from the town halls in terms of, does your workplace understand what it means to be authentically you? So one of the ladies was saying how she gets put in situations and positions because she is the only, she's the only black girl in the workplace. Mm, mm, mm. And she's, you know, she says she often feels like the token black girl. 
And so in one sense of the way, there will be things, if I am the only black person in the workplace, which I haven't had to face that, there will be things that are token, but they are still authentically me. So, mm. and and we kind of have to decide where it's annoying or not. Yeah. Because like, if you're asking me like, oh, so um, do you put scotch bonnet in your rice and peas? Like, okay, I, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where this example came from. But, like, it's really specific. And I could roll my eyes and be like, oh, so you're going to ask me because I'm the black girl. But yeah. equally, I am the only black girl. Yes, I do put scotch bonnet in my rice and peas. Oh, same, so do I. It's not right. <laughs> but, like, so we have to decide. So do, does work know what authentically you is? So if you're the young person, you know, you bring, and you're the, maybe one of two or whatever, or the only black person or the only female, you bring a perspective that they may not have that is of value, which to some end will allow you to be mm. authentically you because they need you to be. But then we have to decide, like, does this get annoying? Is it me? So that it's hard. It's, it it is, is hard because you can ask me, one day you could ask me about how I cook my rice and peas and I might happily indulge. The next day you might ask me about drill music and I'd be like, why the hell are you asking me about yeah. drill music? Because they don't understand that, like... All things black doesn't mean I'm all things black. Right. That's 100% true. Mm. It's so interesting that you said that as well because um, I always feel like when um, with a lot of these issues and the stuff that we're talking about, sometimes we do have to deal with the fact that it may be a lot of it maybe sometimes perception not to dismiss what people go through but there is a fact and factor and element of it because it's so subtle sometimes it might be the way we're perceiving that they're perceiving us Mm. when in fact that's not the case and like you said like one day I might be happy to answer the question another one I'll be like are you all right don't you dare ever ask me this question again but also I think it's the way that people ask those things and people are the way that they come at you yeah exactly I think if people come in a certain way if they're quite respectful with it and it seems like they're generally like ignorant in just like the harmless way Mm. then that's fine and I'll be happy to answer it but if I have had experiences of you with you where you've kind of been dropping microaggressions here microaggressions Mm. there and you ask that question immediately I'm going to be very annoyed with it and I'm going to see it for what it is which is a disrespect Mm. so but I think as you've said before as we've all said before we have to pick our battles it's not everyday scream at someone because you don't like the way they spoke to them Mm -hmm. so and that's for me that's part of being my authentic self as well like I can't fight everybody so I'll just choose which battles that I want to fight but I hope in being my authentic self I won't ever get to the point where someone's really massively disrespecting me and I feel like I can't raise that or just be like wait hold on a second here why do you think it's okay for you to do that so for me if we were talking about the greatest pinnacle the greatest goal in being authentically myself in a workplace is the point at which I feel comfortable I don't have to be holding back bits of my personality unnecessarily there will always be an element of you that you hold back Mm -hmm. in work because it's a professional setting so it's about being that level of comfortable comfortable but also having the level of comfortability where if someone does do something that is a bit jarring you're happy to challenge them that or challenge them on that and you know how to do it professionally as well without it kind of escalating into a massive mess if it doesn't need to mm-hmm. so for me that's the ideal where yeah those two things that's the ideal in the workplace where I can say yeah 100% I'm authentically me yeah 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 <laughs> <I too. laughs> it's true you have to think so what do you guys think would be like the way forward for people that actually generally want to be their authentic self but are struggling or don't have that oomph, that confidence to do it in the workplace? 
I think the key thing is working out what your values are. And that's probably something you should try to do before you enter every workplace. Think about what you're willing to do, how far you're willing to go and how far you're not willing to go. And then stick to those boundaries. The more you move it and people see that you're moving it, the more they will take the mickey. The piss, and yeah. yeah. And they'll see that you're someone that's easily uh, malleable and you can be influenced to mm-hmm. go outside of your comfort zone. So it's kind of knowing your own values for yourself. Um Again, confidence is not something that comes overnight. Sometimes, unfortunately for people, they have to go through really hard situations Mm -hmm. in order to be like, you know what, next time around, I'm not taking niche from anyone. But other people, they learn vicariously. They see what other people are going through. And they're like, actually, you know what, I don't like what's happening there. Here's what I can do to prevent that happening to me. So I think it's um, there's a level of proactivity with it, but also I think it takes experience as well. Because if you're just coming to the working arena, you're young, you don't necessarily have that confidence unless you've built it from before. So it's just trying to, it's trying to be wise, basically, and just be deserted. Maybe even ask advice from people around you as well that, um, that are like you that have been in the workplace. So... Obviously, we started this podcast as a kind of resource for that. So hearing other people's experiences might help um, people in the workplace kind of figure out how they want to deal with that and what steps they want to take. It's not easy and no one should beat themselves up if, Mm. you know, they lose like one day. Someone says something and they're not able to challenge it the way that they thought they should and they go home and feel sad about it. Feel sad about it for that day, but pick yourself up again. And then you go to the work. You go to work the next day and try to. Next time that happens, mm. you know how you can tackle it. Do you know what I mean? We shouldn't be beating ourselves up because we're not able to, you know, fight back in you know eloquent words each time somebody does something mm. that kind of knocks. Just slap them. Quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can do that. No, I'm not advocating. No, violence no I'm joking. Like just slapping them <laughs> with your words quickly sometimes is hard. When you're on the spot. Mm, yeah, exactly. So, Hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. You know the ones where you're in an argument and at the you're time... Thinking, you're yeah, mute. I know what I'm ready to you're say. You're mute, but you go home and that's when you remember everything and you're doing it like lyrics in a bathroom mirror. <laughs> thinking, why yeah, did exactly, I say this? Exactly. Why did I tell her this? <laughs> uh, I don't know, you know. Um, I don't think I've struggled. I don't think I've struggled to be my authentic self very much. But my first point would be it... The reason why I haven't struggled necessarily is because of the people that came before me. So my first boss, she was black, um, and we happened to go to the same university. Um, she's very, she's like, she's still my mentor. She still comes to see my kids to this Aww. day. Like she's very flamboyant. She's very. She says what she has to say, and she says it exactly how she needs to say it. And I think. Um, for those of us that are in positions where we can. And like now where I'm 10 years into this career, I can. I think it's really important that we encourage people mm. to be their authentic selves. So my first kind of piece of advice would be, rather than from the standpoint of myself, for those that are above us or that can, when you're employing people, when you're leading people, when you're, you know, in charge of a situation, it's really important that you see people for who they are from from their sat in front of you in the interview and harness and nurture that if you mm. can, because that's the only... That's how I've got to where, being where I've been from having good leadership that's allowed me to be who I am. And then I think the only other thing... I don't know, you know, I just don't care for pain. I just... it Like, putting on a mask and not being me um, would take it's too tiring. much effort. It's tiring. Yeah, it would take too much effort. So I dress how I dress. 
I do my work how I do it. People know my style, as in, like, my style of work, my style of way. You know, I'm the girl that never forgets a birthday. Awesome. I will come and bust a bogle in your door to say good morning. <laughs> but also, like, I'm like, yeah, this deadline needs to get met. Mm. So, you know, I enjoy my authentic self because I think there are many facets. And I don't mind to be who I am. I'm quite happy to be a black professional. So you have to understand what it means to be a black professional. That means, yes, I will bust a bogle in your doorway at seven o'clock in the morning. I love that. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, and people enjoy it. People enjoy it. I think, um, what was the other thing I was going to say? I can't remember, Rach. You can, I can you come, back to, come, to back, come back to you. <laughs> yeah. I think for myself, I have learnt the harder way. I think after... Being at uni and I was doing retail, retail is a whole different ball game mm. to when you actually leave retail and then you come and do the actual nine to five in a professional working environment. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I think the jump was big and my parents always told me, oh, you're going to find it a bit different. It's going to be a lot, it's going to be a bit more challenging. You're going to find people that you don't like. And I never really thought of that because in retail, I just got along with everyone. Yeah. All races, all shades, I got along with everyone. I was cool, got along with the customers. There were things that irritated me, but that's the same for all retail jobs, I'm mm -hmm. sure. But I was fine. But when I reached, like, professional working environment, I was like, I, I want to go back to retail. Mm -hmm. Get me back there. <laughs> I wouldn't mind folding up the clothes. and Like, the things that happen in a professional environment for me, I think it did push my confidence down a little bit. I think I had to learn a few things and go through a few things in a workplace before I can now come out and say, I am myself. Mm. And I learned the hard way, what yeah. you were saying before, where you were saying, oh, if you want to say something to somebody and then you think about it after and you're like, oh, why didn't I say that? That was me. I was that person thinking, why? This lady was telling me something and I just said this. Why didn't I tell her this, this and this? But I just kept it. And I think... That was myself, but I thought, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that, or maybe let me tone it down, let me do this, and I shouldn't have done that. But you know what? There is that element of knowing how you move. Mm. So there's some situations and some people, usually in wit, that I'm quite quick with. But um, in difficult situations, I can go quiet. And it's the same with, like, if I'm having an argument with my boyfriend, like, we'll be, I'll be quiet and then come You'll back. You'll be thinking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What well, am I ready to tell right. him today? Mm -hmm. The only difference is with him, I can come back. Mm. <laughs> with work, you might not necessarily. But I think in terms of my personality, so like the other day when I didn't get the job, I just took the feedback and I was quiet. And there were a few things that I could have said. Um, I know what my next moves are going to be, but my nature is that I'm not going to stand up and argue with you. Like mm -hmm. I had things to say. And when I was yeah. retelling my sister, oh, she said this and she said this and really does she think that does she think that yeah but I was never ever going to be the person to say that yeah. to my but I'm not I'm not that way you're going to sit inside yeah. I know how I'm going to return to work and I know what happens in the months to come and that's fine um, that's the only other thing I was going to say you've got to be willing to change and grow yeah as well I think I've had to yeah, definitely I think what, my, my grandma always used to be like yeah I always used to know who your granddad was working with because one day he comes home with a hard Cockney accent, then he comes home with a hard a Jamaican accent because I think he was like a builder at one time when he first came from Jamaica. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you always knew who he was working with by the sound of his voice. And like for Marcus, and I know a lot of my friends, their boyfriends or partners have not gone to the same universities as them or don't do the same type of work. It must be really interesting to feel like your, your partner's a bit of a chameleon yeah. Oh, oh, she's with her UD friends. I could tell who's in the room right now. Mm. Versus, oh, she's with the, she's with the. Well, that's what they were mentioning in the town hall: being a chameleon at work. Right. Yeah. Like, but yeah. It's like, 
I, I'm happy with that. I don't feel like when I code switch, I don't feel like I'm being dishonest or distrue mm-hmm. or untrue or fake to myself or to other people. And I think as we go through work and different positions, because even if you stayed in the, the workplace that you stayed in now, it, as you went up, the more time and experience that you do your job, the more, um, you know, the, the more... Everybody the, the gets better, used to the you. The better you become at your job as well. Mm. You, you just yeah. present a different self. And so long as you're comfortable with the who you're presenting, but understanding that you do grow and change and it isn't necessarily not being your authentic self, that it just, parts of you get added. Yeah. That's fine too. I also wanted to say something off the back of what you said, um, which was you not being able to have a response at the time. I actually think that it's not necessarily a negative thing because at the end of the day, that might be a lesson in self-control yeah, I as well. Yeah, I did learn from it. Do I did, don't mean? get me wrong, I so learned hard Not being that. able to speak also teaches you how what you want to say but also how you would put it across as well because if you're too quick off the bat you'll say things in the heat of the moment that you really should have reserved for somewhere else and I think another point about building confidence as well is having other people that you can offload the nonsense that you want to say on amen that way you won't take that nonsense there and get yourself fired or end up in Mm -hmm. other in just difficult situations So try and have, like, people that you can just, like, uh, bounce off so that when you do respond to situations, you're responding to it in a very professional manner, a factual manner, with not overly too emotional, like, not unnecessarily emotional unless the situation warrants that. Mm -hmm. So you're just going in, like you always say before, you know, bring the facts. If I'm upset and I'm angry, explain exactly why I'm upset and angry. So, yeah, just have people to offload all the frustration on as well, and hopefully that will build you up as you go along. I think as well, just quickly, something you were saying before was that, um, thinking about who you're actually with in the workplace and, like, learning your environment, mm. like, watching people, seeing how they move before you then maybe make your move or say mm. certain things in meetings or say certain things somewhere else. I think that has also taught me a lot. Sitting back, sometimes I might be a bit quick off the mark. I'll be like, oh, what's going on here? Let check. Let me check what this is about. Whereas if I just sit back and watch the emails coming through and watch and watch how the meetings and the minutes flow... I'm able to see, okay, this person likes to run their mouth, this person does this, this person does that, and I kind of get to know the workplace and know how maybe I should move around certain people, but still be my authentic self, but yeah. I've learned because I'm just taking time. Yeah. And I think that's good when, especially me being new to the workplace, this current job, I mean, I've been there for like seven months now. So, yeah, seven months. So... I've had to kind of watch, okay, she does this, she does that, he doesn't like that, but she likes that. So I've had to kind of Mm -hmm. watch and see how people are, as opposed to my previous place of work. I think I didn't do that as much. So I didn't get to know people before I said certain things or did certain things. Mm. And that might have not offended them, but it might have not gone down too well. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah, you've got to have a filter a bit. But I think I've learned. I've learned slowly, slowly. So I think when you're new to the workplace, that's kind of what you have to do. Mm, yeah, cool, man. So, girls, I think... Are we near the end? Are we at the end? I think so. I don't, I don't think I have any more helpful suggestions to add. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, I'm just going to end it here. I didn't say the quote of the day at the start. Oh, yeah. So Go I'm going to say it now. Um, it's a Rosa Parks quote, and it's each person must live their lives as a model for others. And I kind of put that yeah. in... 
for this particular topic because I think if every black woman's able to be confident, positive in the workplace, they're able to influence other black women in the workplace, even if it's just one other black woman, yeah. they might be able to push her further, push her confidence mm. up, and it's able to make her feel like she's more able to shine, have her personality come through. And I think that's what I try to do when I go into the workplace because I know there's people that are younger than me now coming into the workplace as I was the youngest now younger people are coming in and I want them to be able to think oh Rachel does this so maybe I can do certain things and that might be able to push me further indeed I like it as well um, so, as we're ending, I'm so sad. I like this topic. I know. <laughs> it's, it's kind of hard to encapsulate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it was a difficult one, I have to mm. say. It's quite generic, but also there's so many other elements and other topics that can be brought into it. But Yeah. yeah. But I just want you guys to remember to follow us on the social media. So it is at BWW Podcast UK on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to email us about any of your situations or scenarios, you can. And it's blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com. So that's it from us today. That's guys. it, guys. Until next time. Bye. Bye.